it is baseball season here in Detroit, which got me thinking, how did the Detroit Tigers logo become synonymous with the city? The Old English Day literally predates Detroit's designation as the Motor City. It's associated with greatness and staying power. These are core attributes of Detroit. Nothing, and I mean nothing, says Detroit like the Old English D. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. For over a century, Detroit has been home to some of the oldest sports franchises in the country. The Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, and Lions are all staples of the leagues to which they belong. With Detroit, you've got these teams that have been around for so long. The Red Wings, they're one of the original six uh, NHL teams, and they have proud history and a lot of Stanley Cups and all that. It is very hard to see them uh, changing from that basic winged wheel. The Lions have Bubbles is the name of the, the, the leaping lion, right? Again, a classic that goes back generations because it's an older franchise. It's one of the early NFL franchises. Hard to see that changing. You know, the Pistons, obviously, is a team with a, a deep heritage as well. A lot of this comes down to the culture of the leagues as well. The NBA just has a more freewheeling style to it in terms of changing up the looks and the colors and the logos and all the rest. So the Pistons have gone through a lot of different eras of their uniforms, right? That just speaks more to the sport and the league. But otherwise, you know, Detroit is it's an old city with old franchises that have been there a long time. So I, I think a lot of emotion and a lot of brand equity built up in those logos. That right there is the voice of Paul Lucas, and he's the founder and editor of UniWatch. That's a website and media project that tracks sports uniforms. But why the old English D? Why did that rise like a phoenix as the symbol for the city of Detroit? I posed that to Gary Gillette. He's a local baseball historian and founder of the Friends of Hamtramck Stadium. That's a nonprofit that's preserving the historic Negro League building. He says part of the reason is because baseball was king. You have to remember that prior to the 70s, baseball was king. It wasn't until the 1960s that pro football challenged baseball for the most popular sport. Now, since the 70s, with football has pulled away as the most popular sport, you still have that logo, right? I mean, you know, the D equaling Detroit is easier than a leaping lion equaling Detroit, right? It became synonymous with the city. It's also because baseball fans tend to wear their caps everywhere. And until, I'd say, the 80s or 90s, you didn't see football fans wearing their football team baseball cap everywhere. They're more likely to wear, I think, back then to wear a toque or a jersey or a sweater, whereas baseball fans would wear their caps everywhere. Now, since then, you've seen a lot of football fans wearing baseball caps with their team logo. So it really is the history behind it and the fact that baseball was so much more popular than any other sport prior to the 70s. Todd Radom is a graphic designer who has worked in sports for decades. You've certainly seen his work. He's designed the current logo for the Los Angeles Angels and Houston Astros, along with the logo for Super Bowl 38 and the National Basketball Hall of Fame, just to name a few. He even designed the 1999 logo the Detroit Tigers used for their final season at Tiger Stadium. He tells me the old English D is Detroit. I wonder what it is about that logo because it has become so symbolic in this city, especially. Yeah, Zach, I've pointed out before when the old English D made its debut, 
1896. This is before the Tigers, of course, were even a major league team. Henry Ford was busy tinkering in his workshop on Bagley Street in Detroit, still three months away from completing work on the first gasoline-powered automobile. The Old English Day literally predates Detroit's designation as the Motor City. So it's got staying power. And when you think about star power, I think that elevates a certain look. And in the case of the Tigers, the Old English D connects these great players from Ty Cobb to Greenberg all the way up to Cabrera, K-Line in between. It's associated with greatness and staying power. And listen, these are core attributes of Detroit. I think it's the kind of perfect symbol for this particular city. It's seen great times. It's seen hard times. But it's resilient and it still stands. If you're like me, you grew up fantasizing about what it would be like to wear the old English D for real. So I had to find somebody that can relate. For that, I called Westland native Eric Haas. But now that Eric is one of the catchers for the Detroit Tigers, he wears the D on his work clothes. Do you remember the first time you put on the Detroit Tigers hat, like as an employee? Oh, yeah, for sure. When I was traded over in 2020, get activated at the end of the COVID year, you know, no fans or anything. That was kind of a little bit different, but... In 21, you know, coming back up and having some fans in the stands and putting on at home and having my family and everything in the stands was definitely an experience that I've been, you know, visualizing for a long time. And the old English D, it, it just seems so iconic. And to, to wear it myself, you know, growing up in Detroit was a fantastic moment. There's definitely just something that's been in the back of my mind, you know, from being a little kid and just playing in the big leagues in general was a dream I had for a long time. And I was lucky enough to do it with Cleveland and experience all that. And that was fantastic. But to be traded back to Detroit and be able to do it at home just seems so much more special in itself. A lot has changed in the uniform game over the decades, especially in the last 10 or 15 years. Todd, who's been designing logos for over 30 years, has seen it all. All those years ago, Things were created, I think, with far more longevity in mind. Andy Warhol famously said, everybody's going to be famous for 15 minutes. Well, we move at a very different pace now. So creating something with long-term goals in mind is very, very different, to say the least. But it reflects our collective attention spans, if you want to look at it that way. As consumers, as human beings, we have our faces and our devices pretty constantly. And as sports fans, we're used to seeing quick highlights. Um, listen, this discussion about um, baseball games now uh, moving at uh, the relative speed of light compared to what they were last year, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, you know, this reflects, uh, again, all of these dynamics. I remember being on a segment for ESPN maybe 12 years ago, reviewing college football uniforms, right? University of Oregon, University of Maryland, and now this is the norm. So, yeah, it's a very different dynamic. But listen, good design, I think, is still good design, whether it's intended to last for five seconds or uh, 50 years. I asked Paul, the uniform expert, about all of that, all of the changes that have happened with uniforms lately. He used an interesting analogy. There's two kinds of teams. I like to call them Coke teams and Pepsi teams. You know, if you think of the Cola Wars, Coke has barely changed its logo over the years. 
even Coke's slogans over the years are really simple. Coke is it. Enjoy Coca-Cola. It's really basic. And then Pepsi has changed its logo constantly over the years. And their slogans are usually based on youth appeal, like Pepsi uh, for those who think young or the Pepsi generation and that kind of thing. Very generationally based appeals. So if you're an older franchise and Detroit is a city with older sports franchises that have been around over 100 years, you tend to more often be a Coke kind of team because you have that essentially that brand equity built up over so much time. There is value in that. And that's why you don't want to change it too much. Gary, our baseball historian, told me that the Tigers have had an old English D on their uniform continuously for almost a century. So I asked him if he thought it would be there for another hundred years. Absent a change in ownership and absent club being really awful, I mean really awful, like we've seen for the last seven years and that continuing for another decade, maybe if the Tigers are terrible for another five or 10 years and the Illiches sell the team, a new owner might want to come in and rebrand it. But I don't see either happening. The Illiches are making plenty of money. They know how to run the club. There's a synergy between having the Tigers and the Wings together and having Little Caesar Arena and Comerica Park essentially next door to each other. I don't see the Illiches selling. I think the Tigers are going to get better, although it's going to take a few more years. I don't think we're going to have a great year this year. But I think the new general manager is on the right track, and he's going to break the mold that the Tigers have had for the last 15-plus years, the Dombrowski era and the hangover from the Dombrowski era under Al Avila. He's going to break that mold and bring the Tigers into the 21st century. And at some point, hopefully in two or three years, the Tigers will be a contender again, and we'll see Comerica Park packed to the rafters, so to speak. At that point, the old English D is safe. I think it would take a rare combination of events for it to disappear. Well, what can we expect from the Tigers this season? I haven't done sports talk radio in years, so I'm not the guy to ask. But Jim Costa from 97 won the ticket. He is the guy to ask. One thing that we've talked about over on the ticket is if you can't be good, can you be interesting? And there is a degree of interesting with Riley Green, who is a very toolsy player. They took out of high school as prime for a season where he's going to get 500, 600 at-bats and a chance to show off a little bit of power, more of the speed with the rule changes. That's another thing I'm interested in. Two years ago, the Tigers stole a ton of bases. With the limited pickoff throws, the bigger bases, shorter base paths, more action on the base paths, can you be a team that doesn't have Aaron Judge but finds a way to scratch across a couple extra runs than they did a year ago? Because that would go a long way. If, if this team could score a few more runs... They'll be in more games, and even if they lose some of those games, it'll be worth your time, whether you're listening on the radio, watching, or at the ballpark. Detroit is a city of rich history and pride as strong as the American steel that comes off of the automotive assembly lines here. And over time, a singular letter has taken over as shorthand for Detroit pride. I mean, whenever I see the old English D, I know I'm home. Today's big thanks go to Paul Lucas, Gary Gillette, Todd Radom, Jim Costa, and Eric Haas. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. If you want the Daily J delivered right to you, 
All you have to do is subscribe using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.